Ain't tripping. Welcome to the Council on the Clutch Podcast, episode 27. I'm your boy, Kyle, and today I'm joined by Q. Here. SP. Killer, killer. Rory. Dion not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we already know that, but we got Sap in the building. Yo, the scientist has returned. The new guy. <laughs> the new old guy. <laughs> Reintroduce yourself, Sap. <laughs> Yo, what's good, everybody? You know, this is Nick Sapp over here, uh, coming all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, the old dirty, the old country, dusty city. And, you know, I'm just glad to be back on the, on the podcast, man. It's been, you know, a solid, uh, what, 25 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> had to make sure I got off the ground. Not that one, Calvin. You know. <laughs> Sapp had to make sure we got some traction before. Came back, like, is this really up. gonna work? I, 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 my time is precious. <laughs> I'm trying to save lives, and these niggas, we don't know if we're gonna pop it. You know, it's 36 million people, man. We got a lot of work to do. 36 million people, <laughs> and then of course, we have Dion. I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and uh get started real quick. So, we want to start off a little bit different today. We're gonna start out with uh some shout outs to our uh our listeners. Um, I don't know if y'all got any names or specific people that have been interacting with y'all. Okay, you don't keep shaking his head, so I doubt anybody else do. But I got a few people want to shout out because uh, they real consistent. Of course, we got Manny. 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 Manny's consistent. Manny's in the DMs. He's in my personal DMs and the show DMs. Making sure I see whatever he need to uh, show us on the show. Wow. So, all right, pause. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I want to shout out my uh, my homeboy, AP. He be uh, suggesting a lot of topics. Then, uh, Shoot, uh, Brandon from Instagram. Never met the guy in life, but he is a listener from Utah. And he's always uh, hit me up about like basketball conversations and things like that. Pretty cool dude. Um, shout out to the homie Antoinette. She literally made a profile mentally of everybody to know what's going on with the show. Like She has like like descriptions of everybody's personality so she can remember who's who. Yeah. Um, anybody else got any personal shout outs they want to give? Crickets. Guess not. <laughs> and everybody else. Shout, shout out to 103 Jams. Nah, man. They ain't, they ain't, shout, shout out to all the <laughs> shout out to all the listeners. We appreciate y'all for doing, you know, holding us down all these weeks here. Checking in, tuning in to us, giving us feedback, stuff like that. Even the people that Cal didn't mention. But uh I thought y'all was gonna come with a list, we, but apparently not. We appreciate we appreciate everything you guys have been doing so far. And all the, all the cute lady listeners, cow DMs are open. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Wow. wow. <laughs> it's just like, like uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> I throw oh. you a shout out, you know? Uh, he did. He threw you a little, a little lob. Give me a little alley oop. Perfect, se- uh, perfect segue. Speaking of alley oops, Russell Wilson. I mean, uh, <laughs> I messed that wow. all up. Wow. <laughs> Russell, 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 Russell. Russell. Jeez. Russell, he thinking, Russell, he thinking about them DMs. That's about to be. Yeah. That's about to be <laughs> I'm about to find my Sierra. No, no, no. Oh, wow. Oh, Carrie. Hey, wow. Or, or, hey. All I gotta say is, last time somebody said something like that, it came true. Cal only like light skinned girls though, so y'all be careful. Uh, here we go with this. <laughs> First of all, ain't nobody gonna be DM me anyway. Secondly, uh, hey, you ain't got a lot of us, Craig. Anywho, anyway, NBA news. <laughs> Russell Westbrook traded to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul and two uh, draft picks. Was that a shocker for y'all? Yes. Uh, yeah, it was a shocker, but it, I, I ain't going to say it was a, Yeah, the trade wasn't a shocker, but to who it was with, it was. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was interesting. 
like Rory said, it was a it was a shocker, but it wasn't because <clears> they had to get rid of had to get rid of him. So it was kind of like whoever was the best, the quickest suitor for him, and just so happened that CP3 and Harden don't get along. So that was kind of easy. Oh, well, one two flop. Because if I don't know if if, uh, if they was if uh, CP3 and Harden was cool, I don't know if this trade would have went down. No, you can tell. Like right after the uh, the season was over, he was like, "Yeah, I know what we need to do. We'll take care of this summer." <laughs> he said it out of his mouth, so yeah, he kind of called that one. But yeah, so I, it's it was an interesting trade. It don't, I don't think it was like a a huge shock shock, but it was. Yeah, as you can say. I mean, but they were talking like Houston was talking about trying to get Westbrook, but I didn't think that they would trade Chris Paul for Westbrook. No. I was thinking it would have been some weird way to try to get all three of them on the same team. I don't know. I just know both of them niggas are number one and two in turnovers. For like the last five years. Yeah, about to say. <laughs> Literally Man. for the last five years. God dang. Um, uh, was it ball usage? Ball usage? or The user rating? Yeah, user usage usage rating. And both they're one and two for yeah. like the last, again, five years. So this is it's going to be interesting. Only thing I can say is Westbrook showed us last year that he, he can kind of defer a little bit. Cause they really, they really let Chris Paul, not Chris Paul, but uh, Paul George, do his thing in the beginning of the season. So he's gonna have he's gonna have to do that times seven for Harden, cause you know how he do. I don't know, man. If uh, for a guy that average a triple double like multiple times, multiple seasons, I think that man can do anything <laughs> for real. I mean, it's yeah, a, except, it, for it make a, except for making a shot in the clutch. Ah, well, come on, man. I this mean, triple doubles is overrated, man. Yeah, especially for him, cause he, he get out the way. Uh. Yeah, he ain't just out there going to get. He literally going out there trying to get triple doubles, not just letting the game come to him. I mean, James, you can say the same thing with James Harden, though. Yeah, this is also true, definitely. But I mean, I think I, I personally think it will work to a point. I think the 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 thing that's going to probably I wouldn't say it's going to get him. I think I think just to spite everybody, they're going to make it work. Because that's the type of dudes that those two are. They're gonna figure it out. Uh, if ego doesn't get in the way, but apparently they're cool enough where ego shouldn't matter. Where James wants him on the team, but I think what really is gonna matter is the last two minutes. Like, what do they do? And and we talked about it last year during the playoffs. Their last two minute execution is trash because they just give James Harden the ball. He holds the ball for about twenty seconds, mm-hmm. dribble through the legs, and then he just dishes it to somebody for a bad shot. You gotta move the ball around. So Chris Paul was right about what they need to do. But now, since you got Russ, how is that going to impact? Like, how does that impact what they're doing? Are they going to change it? Because we already know their coach is not a. Dan Tony ain't yeah, he, He's not. He's just like go out there and have fun. <laughs> and I ain't gonna front. I, I really feel like they're gonna be deadly in the last two minutes because you can't. You can't. Ain't too many defenders in the league stopping Russ off the dribble. True. But if he do get to the lane and you collapse. James Harden can shoot it from just about anywhere. Exactly. But that's the thing. Are they going to put the ball in Russ' hand? Yeah, because he's a turnover machine. Well, they both are. But Russ is a turnover machine. So you give him the rock and let him try to do his thing. Next thing you know, he's trying to drive to the basket to be Mr. Superman. And ball got poked out somewhere. And now they're running up court. Y'all, I'm hoping they ball out, though. I'm hoping they uh, make it to the playoffs. So this could be interesting next year. I mean, they'll definitely make it to yeah. the playoffs. Now they'll make the playoffs. Go ahead, Sam. No, but you got to remember, like, they came into the league together. They were teammates. So, like, for them to be rookies together and to, like, have that history, like, that goes a long way. Like, they're, like, homies for real. And so when this trade happens and they came together, like, I'm sure they were excited and I'm sure they probably knew what was happening before it was happening. So, you know, I don't see that drama really happening because, you know, like, they actually, like, probably are cool and have a mutual respect for each other that probably wasn't there between, you know, CP3 and uh, Harden initially. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah, I wouldn't say drama, though. It's more so the logistics, because they're two different players than they were. Yeah. They, they, like, they ain't going to have no, like, on-the-court, off-the-court issues, but the issue will be them trying to figure out who's going to take shots and who's going to do what then, here, and now, like that. That's going to be the, the main issue for them. I mean... Off of them, what y'all think is going on with Chris Paul? Like, y'all think OKC going to keep him? Y'all think he's trade bait? Like, what y'all think? I think that's the more important part of that whole trade. <clears throat> Excuse me. Was uh, Chris Paul going to the Rockets and, like, what's next as far as that entire situation? You had a uh, – I mean, not the Rockets, but uh, to the Thunder. Thunder. 
from the Rockets. Um, because you have, I mean, now you had the Thunder with all of these picks, and Chris Paul. They're obviously in a rebuilding mind state. Uh, Chris Paul is on his last leg. He, I think, he finally mm-hmm. came to the realization of that. Uh, so I think obviously he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. So he's going to try to push his way out. I mean, I'm here in Miami so far, um, which I think, I mean, I, honestly, I don't see it being much different. I mean, what, is, what kind of what kind of state is Miami in? If, if the Thunder in the rebuilding, I mean, Miami, what are they at? Uh, they built the foundation. That's it. See, I think I mean, they, they're not too much farther than the Thunder. But, I mean, at the same time, you got the location and so forth. So, I've heard – that uh, it's not just trying to get Chris Paul. They're trying to get Bradley Beal, and they 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 actually said that they will take John Wall's bad contract just to get back Bradley Beal. So if they can somehow get Bradley Beal, get rid of John Wall contract and him, and still pull off CP, that makes sense. But Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul, and uh, that ain't Jim. Jimmy yeah. left Philly specifically to be by himself. He has no intentions on winning. He's just going there to show everybody that he's the man. If he wanted to win, he would have stayed in Philly. Well, I, well, I think Chris Paul is a good compliment. I, I think Chris Paul understands he ain't the man. He 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 doesn't have that capability anymore. That's out the window. Hey, so I, Philly. Oh my bad. No, I was going to just say that. So I think Jimmy Butler would be accepting of Chris Paul because I think he understands too that Chris Paul is is aware that he ain't the man no more. Speaking of uh, Philly, I'm gonna go to my weekly. Get rid of uh, can't think of his name right. Ben Simmons. I can't even think of his name. Get rid of Ben Simmons. Ayo, Chris Paul for uh, Ben Simmons, man. <laughs> Boy, yeah, they just man. extended Ben Simmons. Man, they, they did. They yeah, gave him almost a max contract. Hey, that's hey, that's two bad contracts. If they didn't just do it, <laughs> or if this was next year, I say they didn't make that trade. But the fact that they just signed him, they're not gonna do it this year. Yeah, they in love with that boy. Yeah. He can't shoot. Hey, man. Duh, he is 20% on his jump shots. <laughs> He's still man, a good basketball player. Yeah, man. Took, you got to give him a chance, 15, man. He took 15. Give him a chance, man. Nah, he, he had, had four years. Four. Fuck that. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> they no, say he I'm took 15 just... shots last year outside of 16 feet. So he knows his limits. Like, bro, 16 shots out. Well, 15 shots outside of 16 feet. That's fucking wild. He has he took the what is the, the the least amount of shots at a player in his position that starts. So as a point guard, well not even to start, but to play point guard in general, he took the least takes the least amount of shots. Hey, Tobias Harris talking about he got a jump shot. And okay. and the only on the only way you can uh only way he go off is if somebody like Jared Dudley start talking trash to him. He could do it from the paint anyway. Okay. Speaking of Jared yeah. Dugley, we have another uh, complimentary player that made a move. Roy, how you feel about Marcus Morris, man? Um, he he verbally yeah. committed to the Spurs. For the folks that don't know, he verbally committed to the Spurs and uh, ended up signing with the Knicks. So you know, Roy's the resident Spurs fan. How you feel about that? As a fan, he's a bum. Um, just because of that, don't get your word and then back out. So I hope he has a terrible season in New York. But from a business standpoint, I don't see nothing wrong in what he did. Uh, verbal commitments are a moral thing. You know, most times that, that usually means the deal's done. But in that case, it, he's he's morally and ethically wrong for backing out of the deal. But from a business point, and to the, to the, you know, to the pens, to the paper, it's not official. This so you can't let – and I, you know, I can't say I blame the Spurs. They was being patient. They knew they weren't really trying to spend – well, we gave him two years, twenty million, and they gave him one year, fifteen. We had the safe deal in place. If he didn't take it, we won't buy the pressure him because we know he ain't that good of a player. He was good to fill out the roster, but fifteen million a lot for a guy you don't really know what you're gonna get. I don't know, man. Marcus, yeah, he had a career year last good, year, bro. man. <laughs> he pretty oh, good. He SP, man. Where where you had a career year at again? <laughs> Exactly. That speaks volumes to what's going on because if he left the team and I, I'm still saying he played good, then obviously, I mean, he was a good player. 
He had Kyrie. He had Al Horford. He had Jason Tatum. Terry Rozier. <laughs> Stop it. It's easy to play that? good when you, you got studs had, around you. He had Kyrie. You hear that, SP? Yeah, well, I mean, y'all, got, y'all won't pay him still. Well, the Knicks, I mean, uh, one year, fifteen million is that still like, money? Is for the back for the back end of free agency? That's more that like mid level for real. You know, just that one year deal, just to come in and fill uh, fill that four position. And that ain't the out the gate deal. That's this is, this is well. This is well in the free agency when all the big dogs done already. That's that's what I'm saying. At that at that point in free agency, you're looking for a two year, twenty million. One year, nine, ten million. You ain't fifteen and kind of steep for a guy. You like I said, you don't know what you're really gonna get. Well, I mean, he just took his deal with y'all and leveraged it into a better deal. That's why I said I'm not mad at him business wise, but he's still not gonna I have. He's not that good of a player. No, man, he gotta feed his family, man. He, morally, yeah. morally, he ain't wrong. Fifteen in New York or twenty in Texas. Oh, uh, you know what? Hey, ain't no tax in Texas. <laughs> ain't no state tax in Texas, man. <laughs> like, exactly. You gotta, you gotta use exactly. Hey. Case closed. Oh, so, but he get that media money in New York though. <laughs> not not Morris. going seven and eighty one, <laughs> preseason included. Chill. Hey, Roy. Yo. So was that was that a surprise to you? What overall? What what transpired with that? <clears throat> not really. So that wasn't a surprise. I got one for you. What was the biggest surprise of the free agency uh, the signings between uh, D'Angelo Russell? Paul George or Russell Westbrook? Um, I think Russell Westbrook, really. I just didn't see Oklahoma City getting rid of him. Um, I think them boys panicked for real. When Paul George requested a trade and they tried to ship him off to Toronto, they just didn't want Kawhi to come to the West. They was counting playoff spots at that point. But once, however, the news got leaked, which they need to, they need to shore up their front office because – you can't let the news get leaked that you tried to trade one of your superstars. Hey man, Dame Dollar <laughs> organization one shot, one shot and wave. And he not even he not even really like he good, but he ain't gonna never win no title in Portland. Hey, it don't matter. He just signed for what two ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he chasing money. He know he not gonna win that. Ella and his album coming. He out. live real comfortable. Yeah, we good. Real I don't know that team. That team gonna be looking real good. I ain't gonna say they gonna win anything, but. All I heard was most championships in NBA history. But, uh, but you, carry you've on. Seen, you, you've carry seen on. one of them. You've seen one of them. But carry on. You've seen one of them. Speaking of carry, it's about that time. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, DJ, drop the beat. Sure. Well, hey, Kyle, what was your uh, most surprising of the three? Uh, what was the options again? D'Angelo Russell. PG and uh, Westbrook. Uh, I'll say Paul George, more so because nobody heard anything about it. It was just kind of like him and Kawhi was under the table talking about it, and it just happened. After that happened, like the rest, the Westbrook thing was kind of like it's going to happen. Like he's not going to stay on a rebuilding team. He's getting traded. So I, I say the uh, Paul George. Nah, I say Paul George that, too, man, because that almost seemed like it came out of left field. But at the same time, it's like man, I couldn't even see anybody better going to play with Kawhi. And the Clippers, other than, you know, Paul George, you know, even though going home ain't that huge of a deal when you grown, but just to change it up from Oklahoma City to Los Angeles, like that couldn't have been uh, a better play, a better person to play with. Is that, I mean, shit, SB? Uh, it was definitely the Paul George move for uh, all the reasons that Cal and Seth listed. But um, I think they're going to be the better team in – in LA this year, but that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Trigger, <laughs> trigger, trigger, I, trigger, nah, trigger. I'm not worried about that. Uh, I had to go with, uh, with damn D'Angelo. I don't. That was just. It was just so random. I don't know. It was. It was. Won't nobody expecting that. I mean, especially both. for him to go to like if he you knew he was gonna leave because they weren't gonna resign him, but it was like to go to Golden State was kind of like, oh, wow, nobody was. You won't hear it. That wasn't being floated around at all, like during the uh, during the talks. Would you say that that was the most surprising? Not even. It's not even surprising. Like after the fact, the most. Un- uh, I can't even think of the word I want to use right now. The one that doesn't fit the most. Like out of place. That doesn't fit the most. Yeah, the one like out of all those. Tri- 
out of place. I can't think of the word I want to use. Yeah, because at, at any point, I would have never said, let's send D'Angelo to the Golden State to play with Steph and Clay. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So that's that's why it caught me off guard. If you said PG will go to uh, the Clippers, even though they kept it on the low, but like if it leaked out earlier, now I'd be like, oh, all right, I can see that. Well, that makes sense. And yeah. or the rest to the rest to Houston, I'd be like, that that don't it wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense as far as them two playing together. But I can see that. But having D'Angelo, another point guard, that's go the play most shocking. With that's two other guards, shocking. yeah, to run a three guard system full of people that can't play defense. It's kind of like, eh, that's interesting. So, you would say that 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 trade in the three, well, that signing in the three guard system doesn't really make for a good team. Yes. All right. So that's a perfect segue right there for y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, question for y'all: Team building. What's the most important for building a team? Superstars, depth, chemistry, or coaching? Out of those four, what would be the like the most important to you? I'm gonna go ahead and start off with Sack. Yeah, man, I'm gonna say superstars and then coaching for real because like you gotta have like that type of talent and a coach that's gonna know how how to use that talent to maximize it and you know bring out the most of that person so that you know the team around them you know because we've seen LeBron like with superstar talent and took just straight mediocre teams to the playoffs. And really that was nothing but LeBron's talent and coaching. Yeah, he's still – well, I wouldn't say coaching. He still never had an actual elite coach exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. to this day. All right. Now, uh, Roy, what you got? Uh, are we stuck with just basketball or are we talking football in year two? Uh, we can do any sport. Okay. Well, I do too. I do football and basketball. Uh, basketball, I'll give me superstars. Um, you give me two, three superstars, I can fill my roster out with mid-level exceptions and veteran minimums and a, a mediocre coach just because of the scheme of today's game. Because, um, you know, the Spurs, they were what they were because of coaching and players. But it was, we didn't really have superstars the whole time. Pop put a lot of guys in good spots. Uh, but you, you can – You say y'all you didn't can, have super, superstars? No, I'm saying, like, I don't think – I don't think – Tony Parker and Ginobili are good basketball players, but outside of San Antonio, they're not the stars that they are. Oh, I no. think the Bob, is that not nice oh, yeah. game though? Is that not nice coaching? That's what I said. That's why I said coaching, coaching. But that's that's a rare exception of where coaching was really good. Hell, Boston, Brad Stevens is a really good coach, but they get beat by talented teams. Yeah, that's the difference in basketball. Man. In this, in this, yeah, in basketball, give me superstars. Now in football. Give me coaching and ke- give me coaching and chemistry yeah. in football, because I could do with ten. I, you could have four superstars, but if you give me ten average guys that believe in the system, the Shit. coaching will beat that. Look at the Rams; they had a team full of superstars. Yeah, did they did they win the Super Bowl? Look exactly. You know, Looking at the Patriots, fact, so, you know, that ain't uh, got no, no superstars besides Thomas, and and he's not a football superstar. He's just a superstar because he's winning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, basically. Cause it's not like if you, he's still a six round pick and I don't care what they say. They don't get picks wrong like that. As in where you just drop to the six round because they just, they messed up and not thought you weren't good enough. No, no, he was, he just wasn't a good player. Yeah, exactly. Coming out of college and he lucked up and got Bill Belly and the rest is history. And of course, uh, what's the name got hurt? Uh, Bledsoe. Bledsoe, yeah, which was his lifesaver. And, and the tuck rule. And the, yeah, and the tuck rule. And Vinatieri. And deflated Yeah, definitely And Belichick being one of the greatest defensive coaches in NFL history. Yeah, but who's counting? Yeah, we're yeah. not worried about all that. Really Tom, Brady still, Tom Brady's still the GOAT because of his system, though. Okay, SP, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> he SP is was good. No, he's, he's definitely the GOAT. Numbers, you can't, you can't, his numbers is numbers. But that's neither here nor there. That's another topic for another week. For another Sterling. season. <laughs> SB, what you got? Coaching is most important. And I will argue is coaching in every sport because in order to even even for example, when you have in the NBA, you have superstars, you still need a coach who plays certain players in certain minutes, plays certain players in certain situations. Like those are still coaching decisions that were made that had some type of implication on the outcome of that possession or that uh, 
series of possessions or that game in general. Um, so I would argue, always argue coaching um, just because uh, <laughs> that's funny. I was on the game the other day and uh, somebody made a comment about uh, if you know rec league teams in, in the city of Hampton, you'll recognize this name, uh, the Northampton Bruins, uh, a team that I had the pleasure of participating with in many championships. But uh, the comp- the comment was made that they were just really well coached, and um, somebody else argued that that wasn't true. But um, me knowing the truth personally, <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, that definitely uh, played a huge impact on us winning those championships. Uh, but bottom line is, yeah, it's coaching. All right, cool. Q. Uh, Superstars, and nobody's NBA-wise, you ain't going to have a team win a championship without a superstar. It's not going to happen. It's just the way the game is played and the fact that hey they man, have five Detroit players on Pistons. the court at the time. 2004, 2005, Larry mm. Brown took them. Oh, you know that person. That's true. That's, <laughs> look, name, name another one. Hey, give me a minute. Right. <laughs> to give me a minute. So, yeah, so we, we got I mean, you can always have an outlier here or there, but. Realistically, you're not gonna have that. That's not gonna happen very often. That was that was one of those years where they had just, they just had good chemistry and coaching, and we tricked it. But that's neither here nor there. Football wise, is is <laughs> definitely it definitely got to be coaching and chemistry. Because like Rory was saying, it don't matter how many superstars you have on the team if they can't play together or if they don't play well together. Like I said, with the Rams, they had plenty of superstars on their team and still didn't win the chip. So. You got to have that coaching because the coaches was going to put you in those positions, calling the players, <laughs> things of that nature. Basketball, they, they call plays, I guess, but it ain't. it's not like how football is. So, yeah. Uh, since we broke it up two sports, I'm going to go uh, basketball. I would more so say uh, depth. Um, Actually, I'll say depth with both of them, actually. Because at the end of the day, you can have all the superstars in the world, but if he goes down, what you got next? So, my logic is more so uh, next man up. I feel like that mentality can win you more games than just riding on a couple superstars if somebody gets hurt. So, I'm always thinking about the if on that. Soccer, you just need to be at the flop. Yeah, the best flopper wins. James Harden? Psh, come on now. <laughs> he would thrive in soccer. <laughs> but uh, we're about to go pay some bills. We'll be right back. Well, that song is always a vibe. Um, first, I'd like to thank Anchor for the ad, as always, holding us down. Um, here's the first annual weekly Clapper Report brought by yours truly, SP. Um, today's Clapper Report is actually sponsored by Smacking Plates. Uh, where your favorite plates smack back. They holding it down out in the 7-5 with your meal prep, takeout, and pre-order needs, low-carb meals, healthy, fresh, and convenient. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you was just going off the cuff like, yeah. Oh, we sponsored? Oh, word. Tell them to email me. (laughs) Got you. We need to talk finances. All right. Hey, hey, Cal, don't be interrupting the Clapper Report. My bad. I ain't know. I was just having fun. I'm going to be giggling. Let him finish the Clapper Report. I'm sorry. As well as our other sponsor, Council in the Clutch Podcast Network. You know, just had to drop that real quick. But as you know, we're here for one reason, one reason order, and that's the Clappers. First report we have is on uh, 
a Miss Pamela Alexandra. Uh, she hails and gets her beauty from many different dominions, Switzerland and Brazil to be exact. These clappers affix enough energy to power our entire village. As some would say, she's thick, thick. Have you called in to work? Sick, sick. Ooh. I speak on the frontal. That's very complimentary to these luxurious clappers. Wow. But that's for another time. Wow, wow. Hold on. Who, 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 is, who is this young lady? Sir? I mean, SP? The young lady is Pamela Alexandra. Mm-hmm. You can find her on IG. No, I do not have her tag. <laughs> continue, sir. Continue. Last but not least on this week's edition of the Clapper Report, we have one Angela Simmons who hails from the Church of Clappers. Ran by one Reverend Run. As Yo Gotti once gloriously said in a snippet of his. I'm addicted to it. I know I am. And I just follow Angela. Boy, I got a crush on Angela. They like, damn, Gotti, you bold. Fuck it. I'm gonna let the world know. Wonderful words, Mr. Gotti. Wonderful words. Clap is so marvelous. I have you delirious and deranged. Riding on a tractor, I'm all in her bladder. Or whatever the hell little Nas X is. <laughs> That's it for the first annual weekly edition of the Clapper Report. Yo, I had no... Hey, bro, that's exceptional. That Phenomenal. Was. I had no idea which direction he was going. Nah, that, yeah. I thought he was going fiscal responsibility. Oh man, that that, that, that was very, that was fiscal responsibility. That that name was funny. <laughs> I mean, well, since you know we went from the Clapper Report, it's only right, Roy. It's about that time. Ah. <laughs> Bay, hey Bay. <laughs> oh, All right, so off the Clapper Report, onto the Carry Report. <laughs> so <laughs> we got this week in uh Carrie Hilson update. Um it's really not too much to update. She ain't really post too much. But we already know she's beautiful. So if you go to the uh the Instagrams of Miss uh Hilson with her two point two uh million followers that she has now, uh she posted a picture from um what, Essence Fest in New Orleans, yep. as they would say, uh one day ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. What she is wearing a white dress, black leather boots, mm. and a black fedora. Covered all the way, head to shoulders, looking luscious. And shared the Lear earrings. Nice touch. Red lipstick. Um, I'm not a fedora guy. Roy loves her with the fedora. So, uh, Roy, you can take it from me. That's just something about the woman in the fedora. You know, uh, it's very close to SP's love for the Clapper Report. That fedora is a special time in a man's life when a woman can rock it just right. And that's all I got. You got anything else, Roy? No, nah, Miss Carrie, we appreciate you. Um, the Council in the Clutch loves you for all you've done for the show over the years. We thank you. <laughs> over the years. We just started, but over the years. This is going to be an ongoing thing. Got a speed to existence. <laughs> All right, so we're going to keep it into music a little bit. Uh, we got the ASAP Rocky uh, fiasco going on in uh, Sweden. Um, ASAP Rocky was getting followed around by uh, two dudes, him and his, uh, his crew. I don't know, management, whoever was with him. Uh, dudes was antagonism, antagonizing them the whole time, pretty much. And uh, it's videos out there. ASAP Rocky, like, yo, chill, leave us alone. You know, we ain't trying to beat you up. You know, trying to, trying to avoid the situation. And then you have a video of him slinging dude by the hoodie. <laughs> so I don't know what happened in between, but ASAP Rocky's been locked up in Sweden, uh, and the Swedish government is not letting him out. 
And for some reason, we're doing a, a petition like a U.S. petition has anything to do with another country. That's besides the point. But uh, Aesop <laughs> Brock has been getting, has been locked up in Sweden. Um, it was it was reports saying that basically he's been uh, in inhospitable circumstances with uh, feces all over the floor and everything. Some some may say conditions similar to those at the border, but we're not going to talk about that. But guess what? <laughs> Ooh, Sweden Sweden came back said whoa. I'm going to take a picture of this menu and show y'all what we feed our prisoners. And while we do that, I'm also going to show pictures of our actual prison cells. And our prison cells actually look like y'all college dorms. And they really do. Niggas had PlayStations, TVs, all that. It really looks like a college dorm, but smaller. <clears throat> so, uh, recently, uh, the Swedish government um, put a... Uh, what is that? I can't think of the word. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Uh a warrant out so they can actually go get the uh, his manager's phone because they think he's the one leaking false information about like the inhospitable uh, situation that he's going on. Um, so it's a lot going on. They still ain't let him out. Um, but, you know, every time something happens to somebody, their past comes up. So uh, a couple years ago when the whole Ferguson uh, situation was going on and at the peak of the Black Lives Matter um, start, campaign. Start. Oh, start. I'm sorry. The start of the Black Lives Matter campaign. Uh, ASAP Rocky uh, was asked about it, like every other rapper was asked about it in the magazine. And I don't have the ex- exact quote. Um, you got the exact quote, Q? Uh, Verbatim? I think I do. I can give you a gist of what he said if he doesn't have it. Uh, let's see. It should be right here. I had it, but I deleted it. <clears throat> so, uh,. So, sir, ASAP came across, he said, uh, doesn't have a question to it. It says, why? Because I'm black. So every time something happens because I'm black, I got to stand up. What the fuck am I, Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be a political activist. And he says, uh, Rocky was quoted as saying that in the July 2016 interview with The Breakfast Club. It goes on and says, I don't want to talk about no fucking Ferguson and shit because I don't live there over there. I live in fucking Soho in Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I'm in the studio. I'm in these fashion studios. I'm in these bitches' draws. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing anything outside of that. That's my life. Then he goes on, uh, says, days after the interview went viral, he attempted to clarify his comments during the interview on The Breakfast Club. Then he stated, I just got upset, and what I was really trying to say there was, like, yo, I just, I hate when the bandwagon stuff starts, he told Breakfast Club host. Uh, Angela Yee, DJ Envy, and Charlemagne the God. I mean, how come? I mean, how come you know Black Lives only matter when police take them, when a police officer takes it, and it should be like Black Lives. It should matter when a Black life takes it. Right, I'm, I'm reading this verbatim, so that's why it sounds weird. It sounds like what he's saying is, yeah. Hey man, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm out here wearing these group, this groovy, uh, these groovy clothes out here in uh, Soho in Bel Air. I ain't got nothing to do with this, and don't ask me about it. And then he tried to backtrack. Uh, but the uh, initial interview was, uh, I think it was like People Magazine or uh, it was a magazine. It was yeah, a Breakfast Club. I forgot where it was. But uh, yeah, so with that being said, uh, <clears throat> people kind of dug that up. Uh, it's ironic because he, uh, Travis Scott, actually said something similar about Mike Brown. He was like, did he not deserve it? He was like, I don't know if he didn't deserve it. So when the whole Super Bowl thing was happening, black folk was like, oh, well, you know, uh, Travis Scott, you know, why would you take, you know, the Super Bowl money, this, that, this, that, this, that? Well, not Super Bowl money, take the appearance, because Super Bowl don't pay mm-hmm. nobody. But take the appearance, but at the end of the day, Travis Scott was never for black people. Like, he, you know who he has a baby with. Yeah. His music is not really centered around black folk. It's more so festival music. His fans are mostly white kids, but at the end of the day, he was never really for the culture. Like, he's not really. He's just on hooks. But when it comes down to it, uh, the whole ASAP Rocky thing came back up. So now everybody's on Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff like that talking about some. Oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. I don't live in uh, Sweden, so I don't got nothing to do with me. Which is kind of funny that it can't kind of came right back and uh, bit him in the butt. But do y'all feel like his take on Black Lives Matter uh, and any of the black situations of police brutality, and everything else that the government's been doing, should that skew your view on him being in prison in a foreign country and not being released? Man, I ain't never been to Sweden, so I can't relate. You just over there wearing your groovy outfits, right? 
I can't relate. I've never been to Sweden, nor have I ever been in jail. So I, I can't relate to those type of problems. Just like he can't relate to black folk problems over here. And in Ferguson and whatnot, he can't relate to that. So I can't relate to him and his issues out wherever Sweden is and in those jail cells. I second that notion. Yep. I don't got drop braids in France, so I can't relate. (laughs) I mean, like the way he feels about, you know, things in America, you know, it really shouldn't be related to, uh, you know, his situation today. But people are going to be people. So they're going to take that and just be petty and slink it right back at them. But honestly, I'm sure people getting caught up in foreign countries all the time and don't nobody know what's happening to them. You know, it's sad. It's messed up. But you know what? You know, people from America ain't no more valuable than nobody else. So, you know, just good luck, my brother. He got the resources. He'll be all right. (laughs) He'll be all right. He got money. That's what Sap just said. <laughs> the piggyback, the piggyback off the end of that, is it's about the resources, man. I think like stuff like this probably happens to many celebrities in different parts of the world, but like like Nick said, you don't hear about it because of that the resources that that celebrity has access to to not only get out of the situation but to pretty much mute the situation in its entirety. Um, I mean, it happens here in the States on, on some occasions and some circumstances. So, I mean, that's not a hard concept to understand. Um, as far as like the thing, his opinions and views, should they, I mean, you look, you like to do that you don't. So, I mean, if, if you, if you feel like he's a good dude, cause I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to celebrity shit, People, and this is what kind of annoys me, people feel like they know who celebrities are based off the image that's portrayed in the public of that celebrity, which is completely fucking false. But, I mean, that's obviously a reason in which a lot of entertainment makes a lot of money because people do that on a, from a mental standpoint. But um, you don't you don't really know who these people are. So at the end of the day, uh, so, and I mean, some celebrities actually know celebrities on personal levels. So they may know who that person truly is and decide to back them and others vice versa. So, I mean, me personally, I'm indifferent. I, like y'all kind of said, uh, I said all that to say, I can't relate to his problems because I don't live that life. What you got, Roy? He don't really like black people, so uh, he'd be all right over there in Sweden. Let him see what it feel like to be Sweden. <laughs> hey, basically, all I'm hearing is uh, we don't care, we, bro. We can't, I can't relate. Bro. Nope. Hey, but he, hey, he did make this though. <clears throat> That's two chains, song. It is. Hey, go it's ahead. two chains featuring Drake with ASAP Rocky on it. <laughs> Nah, bro, he got some, <laughs> some hitters, man. He got some this is the only. This is the only song that I know. Well, I know this and Goldie. I don't know anything else, honestly. I'm going to let this rock out. I don't know about y'all, though. I love bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. And yeah, I like the fuck. I got a fucking problem. I love bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. I literally uh, just you, added this, Roy, so I don't got the... Uh, you on your Z-104? You on your Z-104? Speeding up the track. Oh, no, this is a regular track? Nah, it was. It sounded sp- sped up for a second. I dragged this right Man, speaking of ASAP, <laughs> do you know how many people are in ASAP tomorrow? It's like a billion of them. Yeah, I was about to say. Is there somebody actually called ASAP 12? Yeah. But uh, so I'm guessing we are indifferent about this subject, so we can go ahead and move on. Uh, no, not indifferent. I just care. can't relate. Yeah, well, I can't relate. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, fathers, we, we're going to go back to what SP was talking about, like, good coaching and all that stuff. Sometimes we just have fathers coaching. So, uh, somebody asked me to put in a topic about how do they feel about their, like, how do you feel about coaches 
coaching their fathers coaching their kids. I didn't know this was a thing in real life. I only saw it on TV shows, but there actually are parents that actually follow their children from youth all the way up to high school. If Dang. their kid's that nice, they actually follow them as their coach. So how do y'all feel about one fathers or we can say mothers, we don't want to be, you know, kind Ginger of one sided. But how do you feel about parents coaching their child? And for one, uh, how would you feel about a parent coaching their child from youth all the way up through high school? Uh, so we're just going to come to the to the assumption. We're going to throw some things out. This is a star quarterback. This is a star point guard. We're going to put it that way because you can be trash and your mom can always be on the team. Yeah. I mean, the coach, and that's how you can always make the team. So let's put this out here as this was a starting player on the team and their parent is always the coach. If the if the parent can, is, can actually coach is one thing because you have some people out there <clears> – <throat> Especially a lot in rec league because parents can kind of weasel away into coaching more so easier than high school, obviously. But uh, if the parent can actually coach, that's one thing. Or if the parents out there coaching and they're not only coaching their kid, but they're coaching the other kids out there during rec league, I'm I'm a hundred percent fine with that because rec league I don't I don't know the rules as far as coaching and stuff like that. But you could finagle that. High school, nah, because you, you once you get there, you're more so focused on your kid, and I'm not bringing you on my coaching staff to coach your kid. Your kid has to be coachable through anybody because you not you damn sure not getting on nobody college coaching staff. So if he can't, if he can only play with you, he's not gonna make it once he gets to college. So like I said, during during rec league, that's fine as long as you actually a, a decent coach. If you just trash and you just out there telling your boy to do this do that but you're not coach you're not a good coach or you're telling them wrong stuff then get off the field obviously but uh if you if you're a decent coach and like i said you out there helping not only your child but the other children out there then during rec league i'm fine with that just that stop at rec league because once you get to high school they need to learn how to play whatever sport without you you can coach them on the side or at home but the kid need to be at practice with the actual coaches to learn how to take uh, take orders and take uh, be receptive to stuff from other people that, that isn't their parent. So you're just going to unmute that. <laughs> 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 I'm about to say, somebody took the shit out of the mute player. That man, like, I thought he was about to come up with somebody. Hey, I just wanted stuff. to see what y'all was going to do. I was I was committed to sitting there as long as I had I to. I mean, I know this from pretty, a level of experience. Oh, I mean, not that, you know, I was no star athlete or nothing, but I've seen this in some parents where uh, I heard this once. Like, a good parent knows their limitations. So if you, you know, you may love your child and you may want them to succeed and to be the best they can be, but if you really want that, and you know that you can't actually uh, do that for them, that you are going to hand your child off to somebody you trust, of course, and somebody who can actually teach them the things that you just can't. So, you know, I think uh, that, that that's really what it boils down to. You got to know your limitations as a person, as a parent, you know, and not handicap your kid just to make yourself feel good. Man, I agree. Nick hit the, he hit the nail on the head with that as far as, the limitations and knowing yourself as a parent. Um, I guess I'm speaking from experience, but also like, because I've thought about this a lot as far as just with Caleb, if so to speak, if he would uh, play football or uh, to wrestle, being that I played those sports up into high school and wrestled in college, um, I have that knowledge base or content base when it comes to those two sports. Um, for me personally, I wouldn't coach him past rec league, uh, especially not past like middle school. That's just me personally because I feel like I can put him into a position where he's being coached by individuals who have a higher football IQ or have a higher uh, wrestling IQ than myself so in that sense i'm i'm fine with stepping back and allowing them to do their thing and just adding my little two cents 
you know what I'm saying, when he comes home, after matches, after games, etc. Um, me personally, outside of my my experience and what I would do, um, I feel like I, there's not an issue with it. Um, as long as, uh, like, like Nick said, um, that parent has the requisite knowledge and I, w- I guess you could say a higher knowledge than any other um, potential candidate. Because if they don't, then obviously that better person needs to be in that position. Uh, not only for that person's child's sake, but for the team's sake. But, I mean, just to throw that out there, let's say, for example, Drew Brees wants to coach one of his kids when they get to the high school level um, at quarterback. I'd be a damn fool not to let Drew Brees coach, uh, be at least a quarterback coach, maybe not necessarily the head coach, but like a quarterback coach on that high school team. I mean, the man's a future Hall of Famer. So, yeah, I mean, and I don't see, I don't see an issue with that, but situations like that, this, the, the child definitely has to be a superstar in my opinion. Um, just to avoid a lot of the political mess that that could uh, result in. Yeah, True. Just gotta know if you good, don't go to that school. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, go in, somewhere else. In those situations, you you can make room for Hall of Fame players of that sport because you know you know you know they know what they're talking about, so they're not gonna come in and be talking some dumb stuff. Or even if they're trying to get their kid better, they're not gonna come in and. Just focus on their kid because they they play football for years. They know how the game works. They know the game isn't a solo game, so they're going to help everybody. Because if the kid wins, I mean, if the if the team wins, that looks better for the for the kid. Right. My only my only issue would would be a situation of if the child was <coughs> excuse me, if the child was an actual five star prospect early. Let's say he was a freshman, he was a five star prospect, and then his dad's like, "Yo, my son's leaving if I can't be a coach." That's why I start having those issues. Oh, yeah. Like, See, if, if you're trying to jump on late. Now, if it's from youth all the way up, I personally don't think you should be following your child unless it really makes sense. But I still feel like your, your child should have other coaching because when they get to college and that coach cuts at them for that it's, first it's time, a different breed. it's different. <laughs> They're going to want to quit real quick. So I don't care how much you can coach your son up. It's different if you cussing at your son yeah. and somebody else cussing at your son. Or, or, or the coach telling them to run two 800s in some unfathomable time in the rain. Man, boy. So <laughs> Honestly, from my personal experience, my dad was always harder than me. He was always harder on me than any coach I ever had, bro. So it was like it was like refreshing to have another coach. That's just my yeah. personal experience, though. You know what I'm saying? That's not everybody's personal experience with that. Yeah. So anybody else got anything else to say about that? Uh, Roy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, um, y'all, nah, y'all hit it on the head. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I wouldn't want my my child to be around nobody's like coach that keeps following the kids year after year. Like, if you coach for the rec league and then we just moving up and you still around the rec league, but actually following the team, nah, I can't deal with it. Just because it's it's a natural bias to it. I don't care who you are. Like, when it come down to it, you're a human. So, if you got the chance to get your son an opportunity, if he's anywhere as close to the, is be, one of the best on the team, you're going to make sure your son got that opportunity too. Um, and then from a coaching perspective, I think it's easier. And I know one of y'all t- it caught on. I couldn't tell who voice it was. I was listening, but I won't listen in. Um, talking about how, you know, you want your, your child to be able to understand how to take coaching or leadership from somebody else. Uh, it's good to have somebody else coaching your kids just because it teaches, like you, like I just said, it teaches them. But also, usually the message you're trying to get across, they won't receive it just from you. But if they hear it from somebody else, they actually might take in what you're trying to teach them. That's very real true. shit. So, yeah. That's my take on it. Good job there, sir. And you good know, job. I tried to analytically assess the situation, practically putting the pulse of all assumptions and sums of everything together unequivocally uh, exposing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, essentially 
man. You got to cap it off with this. Hey, bro, I got, did you hit all the words on the list? <laughs> man, I got like three more, but I'm going to put them in on uh, the, the closing commercial. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, got some good news the other day. Well, today we got some good news, y'all. <laughs> the band, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, what's this? <laughs> you remember this song, yo? Yeah. I do. Once you said it, it clicked. But initially, when you said you got some good news, he was like, "What happened?" In my head, I'm thinking like, "Which? What the fuck are you about to tell him?" Nah. Uh, so Diddy is talking about bringing back, making it the band. Uh, when it became a black show, that's when I started watching it. I've never watched it when it was about boy boy bands and white groups and stuff like that, but. To me, the band was hilariously good. Oh, just like you know, Chappelle show. And the Chappelle show kind of took it to the next level with with, with, yeah, yeah, with, with the spoofs and everything, taking you to, uh, come back. to walk across yeah, the bridge yeah, and get yeah. some cheesecake. Like, Cambodian breast milk. Tell on, spit hot fire. Who does that? You had, you had, yeah, you almost said you had Dylan in front of Wycliffe trying to rap, and, and Wycliffe is just like, no. But no, seriously though, um, how y'all feel about the band, not the band, I'm sorry, uh, making of the band, making a return to specifically MTV. I don't, I think they probably own it. That's why it didn't go back to revote. Um, but what do y'all think about the show coming back? And if y'all have any feelings towards it, how do you think it can succeed in this time period? Cause it's a, it has to be a different show. Yeah. I mean, Coming back wise, that's I'm, I don't see no issue with it. I ain't gonna watch it because I don't watch TV. But like, yeah, cool. That's cool. And as far as like coming back nowadays, it's it could be the same show for the most part. They had to they had to change a couple things up and see who they bringing in and whatnot like that. But it's gonna still kind of. I would rather it be a little less reality and more realistic, but that's not gonna sell. So it's gonna still be. In that in that reality TV range, but on the contrary, my friend, I think reality can sell. So. Hmm? That's the on the contrary, my friend. I think the actual, I think it could work uh, reality wise, but you would have to get social engagement involved. No, I'm saying I don't. I don't like the reality TV part of it. You say you don't think it'll sell though. No, I don't think it would sell if it didn't have the reality. Oh, it didn't have the reality. Yeah, if they if they were doing what I wanted them to do, it would. You talking about? I mean, it can work. They can split it honestly because now they can. Um, they can get social media involved now. They can kind of make it like a American Idol style type, but not make it that way because you still got to have the whole them living in the house. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That, and all that part so, of it, that's that's the part. That's, like, that's the whole uh, point of the show. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so you got to, I feel like you can you can make that work, but it has to be like a semi-live show. It has to be like a bi-weekly live portion. So kind of like the Clapper like, Report. Like the Clapper Bi- Report, yeah. Bi-weekly. Yeah. <laughs> nah, so you can, you can legit have like some things happening they record it for a week. Then let's say they do a challenge. Like Diddy, like yo, y'all, ni- y'all niggas need to make a mixtape. Whoever got the dopest mixtape or the most votes, da 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 da, da will do it. This and that. They can somehow yeah. get the social engagement yeah, yeah, part yeah, of yeah. it to make it more of a music show, but still give you that fake drama. Yeah, all I don't, I don't like want the fake drama. I just hope if they yeah. bring it back, they don't bring it back with people we know from social media already. I feel like it's gonna be some. It's gonna. That's I don't want to see DC Young fly. Like, <laughs> nah, <laughs> it wouldn't be him. But I'm saying yeah. I don't want to see somebody I've seen before. Yeah, I think I think that's what they're gonna do though. It's gonna be some cats. Nah, it's, it's definitely gonna be unknowns, man. Because that that's where the whole uh, like the the drama comes from. It's like you don't know these people, till you get to know these people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. But I think they're, they're really about to fill the void for real. Because if you think about it. There's not a bunch of uh, there's not many reality shows that actually take you to like getting to know people very well or like uh, putting seeing people how they live, even if it's in kind of the fake you know artificial reality space. Ain't nothing like, Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah, and Jersey Shore. When that was like, dang, we ain't seen Jersey Shore in years. I've never seen so. Jersey Shore. A brand new episode <laughs> actually just came on the other day. Oh shit! Well, look at that. Yeah, that's like the only show that's still. That I know of, anyway. I guess is, this, is the real world is that still a thing? Nah, but it's in that it's in that same theme though. That real world thing, what like that's the, what about the real. mad real world? <laughs> the mad real world need to come back. But no, I honestly, the last time I watched the actual reality TV show was Flavor of Love. I think. Yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know what. I can't think of what I watched after that. Huh? Oh well, in that case, we do got a bunch of reality TV shows. We got all the ratchet shit. Technically. Neither here nor there. Yeah. Making a band, it'll be a fresh, <laughs> it'll be a fresh, uh, 
some fresh air for folk to watch. As long as Diddy don't make it in that type of, like I said, more reality than music. I think they're going to try to recreate what they had before, but in, involve social media. Yeah. I mean, what they had before was all right. It was cool because it's like, that's what reality TV show was. You you literally saw like hundreds of thousands of people audition. Then it gets down to like 20 some odd people yeah. and they do whatever they got to do. Then they get to the actual crew and then you went with them on a journey to actually make an actual album. Yeah. And then the album actually came out. Oh, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. actually rock with the album. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's good conceptually, but how would you pull it off in 2019 would be the hard part. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to record. Well, you probably can make them sign like it'll be. Work. Yeah, you, you can't be a, record it six months before and then let it come out. I don't think nah, that. It'll be. A, I think it'll work. At least, like you saying, social media wise, and the fact that music can get put out so quickly nowadays yeah. compared to back in the day. So I think I think it'll work as long as he, like I say, as long as he do it correctly and don't try to do no extra over the top shit out the gate. They just got to get the old cast members back on there. To, at some point, they yeah, got to come a, through, have have a talk, sit down, talk with them or something. <laughs> what does that line think about this? Uh, but uh, anybody got Rory SP? Y'all got anything on it? Rory's been disengaged. No, nah, I've been time. engaged, we man. I like, I like, I like. We I think it's gonna hit. Uh, Diddy a genius anyway, so he already know what he got to do to update the the concept of the show to make it relevant. I'm sure it's gonna have some social media interaction, some Twitter interaction mainly, maybe Instagram live type thing. And then they'll push it from there. And it's enough artists where it's going. I don't think he he could do a celebrity edition probably where it's some young artists, some young talent that might be a good group. Or he could just do random dudes off YouTube. There's plenty of them. I'd rather do random dudes off auditions. Not even. I, I don't want to see somebody I've seen already. Like, that. that's my thing. Like, but, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. SP, what's your take on it? I think it'll be pretty good. I mean, it's making an, it's it's making the band. Uh I mean, I like the the Dialine series of that uh program. So, you know, I think I wouldn't go to genius, but Diddy's pretty pretty smart. Pretty smart guy. Um He's very courageous. I'm sorry. He, I say he's very courageous. I, like you, yeah, I wouldn't say genius. He loves something and he sticks to it. Yeah, and usually, I mean, he has a good track record as far as success. So I give him that. He ain't no uh, president of the United States or nothing, huh? But uh, <laughs> it's a low bar these days. <laughs> low bar. <laughs> he ain't no, he ain't no sugar, not a nothing. But, uh, <laughs> But no, hey, I watched the uh, Source Awards, like 95 Source Awards. Suge definitely started that whole thing, man. Like, everything was cool. You know, the the whole East Coast, there was, was in New York, the whole East Coast is cheering death row. They started to show off and everything like that. This nigga get the first award. Yeah, everybody know the speech. It went left. Every, Absolutely. It went left right after that. I was like, dang. Whoop. Now I know. <laughs> hey, Suge, that type of dude, man. Hey, Suge started this whole thing. But uh, any, anything else? Nah, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see how they make it. How they make it work. They gonna make it work if he doing to do it. I don't need. I think he was trolling for real, for real. Oh no, he dropped that joke. He asked about it and then he. Oh, he made a post. post. I just seen it on Twitter. They they they, they released. It. Yeah, they released. He said something about it a couple days ago, but they actually released yeah. it uh, a couple hours G. ago. I mean, it's gonna be some dope black content for real, and then I think that's why he, that's one reason why he gonna do it as well because it's gonna he gonna put a lot of a lot of uh, black faces out there that we hopefully we wow, why they gotta be black faces? You racist! <laughs> because, Jesus uh, Christ! Damn. So oh, hopefully man. he does that as well. Black as, black so, did he promote black excellence, man? The Come people on. the people that don't make it. Those those cats will still get some pub exactly. and that'll help their careers out as well. Exactly. So, yeah, I think he gonna he gonna do that specifically, and he gonna focus on the black faces. <laughs> Here we go. New hit single, black. <laughs> It'll be your own kind. <laughs> Crabs in the bucket. Damn. 
Well, other than that, I, I'm good. Uh, can you, you do your clothes out, man? Oh, hold on. Before that, I just seen something funny. Too. I seen something funny on Instagram. <laughs> I had to had to read it for the for the for the local folk. As y'all said, you ain't from the seven five seven. If you think the Haynes getting uh, the Haynes going out of business sale is for real, for real, Haynes going out of business. That was hilarious to me. That was hilarious to me. They go out of business. They go out of business. I'm about to say, every, 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 summer, <laughs> nigga, every week. Every week. Yeah, it's the uh, annual going out of business. Yeah, yeah. This is for real this time. Going out of business. Well, they've been going out of business since, since goddamn 92. We got to get rid of everything. Going out of business. Them in the dump. Them in the dump, boy. That's yeah, dump yeah, to dump. the dump to the dump, dump, dump. We're liquidating. Like, <laughs> really? You be so excited, like, mom, we got to go get a new bedroom set. Sure. I, def- I definitely got my, my bedroom stuff in the dump. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was, that was going out of business. He said, shoot, this might be the real one, man. But yeah, I don't know. I, this, I, this I, I, seen, I, seen, I saw that. I just thought it was. Yeah, sell, sell, man. Hey, get it, get it where you can. Well, on, on that note, uh, Quintavious, the floor is yours. Well, as I said earlier today, I'll say it again. We appreciate all you guys and y'all love and support on the show. Well, for the show, we uh, appreciate it. We hope y'all keep on supporting, listening, and whatnot, giving y'all feedback, throwing out the topics that y'all want to hear us talk about, speak on, and whatnot. And um, from us to you guys, we love you. And catch y'all next week. We out. Yeah. Peace. What's up? You got to say something cool, man. All right, there we go. <laughs> man, they give me an opportunity. <laughs> Hey, just saying, man. Hey, look, man. We don't know next time. We probably see what episode yeah, 50. Yeah, see yeah, yeah, 100%. Year. Episode 225. <laughs> Basically, exactly. Sop going to be like, well, since y'all got this radio deal, I decided to. Sop going to pull up on episode 100. You, he literally going to pull just up. Just for the milestone. Literally going to pull up. <laughs> just, just for the milestone. It's all good. But all right, fellas. We out.